Oh, come on. Please calm down. Please. I'll, I'll read you a story. That calm you down? I'll read you a story, please. Okay. Warning. This podcast contains grown-up language, romance, UFOs, rice balls, little alien children, and sister pets. That's kind of a cute word, isn't it? It's so cute. Yeah, you sound so cute. Um, anyway, listener discretion is advised. Episode 31, 
UFO Child Wins Hearts of Surrogate Parents. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Good, I hope. Yeah, as you probably guessed, episode 30 is missing. It is now episode 30, the lost episode. Unfortunately, due to the error which we had, as I explained in the small filler, it's taking some time to rebuild. Right now, I'm at like 30%. I mean, it would be smarter just for me and Fight Bait and Chris to just re-record it, but we're all lazy. I'm not going to fucking lie. So, anyway, for those of you who are just joining us, Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what we do is every week we review one or two mangas and tell you a little bit of information about it. That way, if you like the thing you hear about, you can go to the store and say, hey, I heard about this, it sounds good, and look it up at the bookstore as opposed to going to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks good, it's got a shiny cover, and you read it and it sucks completely. This way you get some inside information you can decide on your own. I mean, you don't have to agree with us, but hey, give us a chance, you might like us. Hmm, so what's new in the world of Spyrokin? Not much. Work, sleep, work, sleep, and da, da, da. Yes. Listening to Trio a lot, surprisingly. I got their album off iTunes and listening to it like crazy. Surprisingly a catchy song, even though it's so played out from the 90s. Huh. Mason, she's just moving to a new apartment with her husband. They're doing good. It's a nice place, a little small, but it looks really nice. I should send picture, put pictures up, but you know, hey, who knows? Oh, yes, the website spirekin.podbean.com has been redesigned. Check it out. Tell me what you think. Leave a message at spirekin.gmail.com or at our voicemail, 206-426-6665. That's 206-426-MONK. Leave us a message about anything, everything in... We'll play it on the air. Yeah. Kind of sucks that no one really calls, but hey, if you break it, you'll be the first one to do it. So do it, please. Huh. So, as usual, we have our real news section. And actually, for February, we have a lot of news, surprisingly. So let me get into it. The first one is kind of important. It is that there is a manga by Yoshihiro Tatsuma called The Drifting Life. It's his autobiography. It's about 840 pages. It's a fucking big book. What happened is that they're actually posting an excerpt on it online. And it's his Eisner winning award book, which is long. It's a, it's a Gekiga style manga. It's just pretty much him drawing himself drawing. It's... Pretty long and boring and strange, but it's worth taking a look at. Check it out. You know, it's Online World Without Borders magazine. That's where you can check it out at. What else is there? Of course, this one I'm very happy about. One of the most popular manga magazines in Japan, Shonen Sunday, is going to be the host of a new manga. Now, why am I happy about this? Because Shonen Sunday has had a lot of prestigious and great series in it, including Yoritsai Atsura, Meisani Koku, One Pound Gospel, Rumiko Theater, and of course, two series no one's ever heard of called Ranma One Half and one called Inu Yeshi or something. Yes, Rumiko Takahashi's new series comes out by March. So her new series is going to be out. They're going to release some information. It's coming out. She's finally done her first new series. That's going to be fucking awesome. Because she's getting progressively better and better and better and better. And characters are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Which is kind of interesting. So the new character must be a microscopic bug or something. Wait, that was in Inuyasha. It'll probably be an amoeba. But, hey, it's pretty cool. Uh, What else? 
another big one in the shoujo magazine Hana to Yume. What's happening is that they are ending BB Rose. It's this shoujo one about this girl who works at the bridal shop and blah. It's a shoujo. I don't give a shit about it. But they're ending it. It's long-running series from 2004, so nine years, or it's four years. It's not bad. And apparently CMX is releasing it, so that means it's going to have a lovely re-release. <laughs> Crap. And the last thing is the ICV2. They're saying that manga sales are down 17% in 2008. Long story short, graphic novel sales went up 9... Uh, what is it about? 20, about $20 million up in 2008. But the problem is that manga went down 17%, so they dropped in sales, which means that less manga is going to come out, more graphic novels are going to come out, which kind of sucks. I mean, the majority of the top 20 graphic novels in American history uh, for 2008 is pretty much all manga. I mean, number one is... Watchmen, which is an awesome graphic novel, we're actually going to be reviewing it, even though it's because manga is technically comic, so we can review it. But the majority of them are all manga. I mean, there are four Naruto's on there, Chibi Vampires on there, Bleach is on there, Fruits Baskets on there, Nagima's on there, Black Cat's on there, Skip Beats on there, and Maximum Riot is on there. I mean, <laughs> surprisingly, even though it's losing popularity, it's still popular. So if you Want to keep manga popular? Buy it. I know it sucks. I know it's expensive, but if you buy it, more will come out. And if you buy stuff you like, they'll bring more of that same type of manga. So that's good, as opposed to releasing the same crap over and over again. But enough of this depressing crap. We know why you're here. You are here to be entertained by a monkey, which is me. <laughs> no, seriously. You are here to hear a review about manga. So, let us get into the review for this week. For those of you who remember from the filler episode, or actually episode 30, uh, yes, I was able to spin the Wheel of Manga, and I got the series Da Da Da, or translated UFO Baby. Now, this is a manga which was created by Mika Kuramura. It's a Kodansha manga. It came out February 1998 to March 2002. There are nine volumes. It's a shoujo, romance, comedy, sci-fi thingy, high school drama. And there's a video game for the DS, a TV series, and a sequel series. It's kind of cool. And it's not coming out to America. So this is something which is never coming out. You have to find it on Scanlation. It's still really cool, though. I definitely recommend it. Well, I recommend you looking at it. I'm not saying, well... Let's get into the review and I'll explain my whole things with it. Pretty much, whole premise is this. Opens up with a scene of the world and saying, it's the, en the end of the world is changing. It's the end of the millennium. Everything's going to be different and unique. Then we get introduced to the main character, Miyu Kozuki. Now, Miyu's this girl who's blonde, even-tempered, and the first line she's saying is, you're leaving for America and leaving me here? Turns out her parents are leaving to work in the United States at NASA. Her mom's going to become an astronaut. 
and her father, since he's a scientist, he's going to go along with her. So they're abandoning their daughter. Lovely. That's a really nice thing to do to your kid. So what they're going to do is they're pretty much going to just leave her with a family friend, Hoshi Saonji, who's this weird monk friend of theirs. You know, they're going to leave her there and go off and do their own thing. And she's kind of screwed now. She has moved to a new school. Her life has completely changed forever. And her mom is a celebrity, so everyone knows who she is. Wherever she goes, like, there's a daughter of the girl lady who went to NASA. Hooray! Kind of sucks. So what happens is she ends up going to this guy's house, and she sees this huge man, and she's like, okay, it's not so bad. Mom and Dad are gone. I don't have any money, but I can pretend to be this rich girl because I have this big house. And then she looks at the address. And then she sees it's not the rich house, it's the house right next door, which is a dilapidated temple. Oh, shit. Yep. She is screwed. She's going to be living at a crappy temple with a creepy monk. Her life sucks. So what happens is she meets the friend of the family, Hoshi Seonji. He's this old monk, and he's just like, okay, your parents said they could stay here because my wife, my deceased wife, was your mom's best friend, and so I'll take care of you. It's no problem. I mean, originally I was supposed to go to India for a year, but the head of my order, he hasn't let me go yet, so I'm kind of stuck here. Don't worry about it. You settle in, everything will be fine. So she goes in the bathroom to kind of change her clothes because she's kind of rank. And then she goes in there, starting to get ready to take a bath. What happens? A boy walks in on her. <gasps> Gasp! Horror, of course. Freaking the boy walks in, she freaks out and slaps him. This is the monk's son, Kanata Seonji. Now, I didn't know that monks could get married, but, you know. Hey! That's different and interesting. So, he is the son of the monk, and he lives there, and he saw this girl naked, and there's now this huge issue. So, she's like, I want to go. I'll find somewhere else to stay. And the monk's like, wait, 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 you can stay the night, we'll figure something out tomorrow, everything will be fine, everything will be fine. And as he's trying to calm her down, the phone rings. Oh, could you excuse me a second? Walks over to the phone, picks it up. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes, your grace. Yes, yes, of course. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, really? I can? Yeah. Okay. I'll be going soon. And immediately, Miyu and Kanata are like, well, what the, what the fuck just happened? Well, what, what are you doing? He's like, well, I can go to India. I can study with the Buddhists. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. Bye. I'll be back in a year. Uh, Kanata, the money's in the safe over there. Combinations, blah, 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 blah. Later. So he just bailed on them. So now it is Miu and Kanata, two young, impressionable children, teenagers, in a temple alone. And they already have an awkwardness because he walked in on her. Yeah. So you can see where this is going. They're going to end up being stuck together, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Miu is like, you know what? I'll find my place. I'm going to go. And I was like, wait, just wait till tomorrow. It's already night. Get some rest. And tomorrow you can leave and do whatever. No problem. So that night she's trying to get some sleep, trying to figure out what she's going to do. She's cursing her parents' existence. Like, you left me here and you screwed me over. And she's all pissed off. And Kanata's kind of like, oh, she saw me. I feel so violated. And most 
guys would have tried to rape her at that point, but he's noble and, you know, son of a monk. And suddenly he sees something outside. And Miu sees it too. A bright light in the sky. Oh no, what is it? They go outside to check it out. And they see a UFO. <laughs> and surprisingly, it's a very small UFO. It's about the size of my end table, which would be about three feet by three feet. In circumference, a small UFO lands right on the ground. And they go to look at it, and inside is a baby. Looks like a bassinet. So cute. And immediately, Miu's like, oh... We, we have to protect this baby. It could be. And she imagines essentially the Superman plot. He's the only survivor of his plan. And his parents wanted to give him a better life. So they rocketed him to another place. And he'll become a superhero and save the day. And Kanan's like, oh god, what are we going to do? There's a stupid baby here. What are we going to do? So the baby wakes up. Baby's upset and is crying. And this is actually a very cute scene, surprisingly. They give the baby a... Uh, carton of milk with a straw and the baby drinks from a straw. I didn't know babies could drink from a straw. I thought they couldn't. But it's just a really cute image. I know I'm losing guy points for this. I apologize, guys. Don't worry. It will get manlier later. So what happens is that they try to figure out what they're going to do. And as they're trying to walk away, Kanata feels something pull him. Turns out the baby has telekinesis and can move them and calls him Papa! And grabs on to me and's like, Mama! And he's apparently imprinted on them. Oh crap, what are they gonna do? They're screwed and they now have a, a baby who thinks they're his parents. And so they're freaking out. What are we gonna do? We can't, he won't let us leave. He won't let us leave. So they say, Oh, we'll stay. We'll figure out. We'll just take care of him for a little bit. Let's see if there's any way to contact his family of the aliens, and they look, and they see this little plush on the top, this little kitty-shaped plush. And they grab it, and they say, what does this do? It's only here. <laughs> this is Wanya, which is a sitter pet. Pretty much this is the baby Ryu's nanny. His job was he was actually supposed to take Ryu out for a walk, which he did, and they got sucked into a black hole, which immediately sent them across time and space to here. And he messes with the thing, it's going to take about a year for them to be picked up. So, as you can guess, the whole manga is a year with them taking care of this baby and the hijinks involved. Now, it's pretty cool because the baby is essentially a baby with telekinetic abilities and higher reasoning. Which is kind of cool, because Baby can literally, like, I want that toy. He doesn't say, I want the toy. He talks Baby talk. Like, we need it, but yeah. Looks at the toy, and it'll TK it over. And and like, what? And that's the first thing. The second thing is, there's another problem. Is the fact that, because of Japanese stigma, and the fact he's the son of a monk, if people found out that he is living alone with a girl, that's bad. Because they're not family, they're not married. The worst is if there's a baby in the house, it's calling the mom and papa, they're going to think that the baby was born out of wedlock. So, they can't let anybody know that they're strangers. They can't let anyone know that the baby is, you know, is an alien because they try calling her mom and the mom's like, oh, I can't talk right now. I'm watching an alien autopsy right now. It's really cool. So, the mom would probably autopsy the baby. 
So they're trying to keep the baby away from them, not let anyone find out about the baby, and just kind of not let anyone know that they're living together. So she ends up going to school with him, with Kanata, and it turns out he's this, the class representative, and then you have this psychotic girl named Chris, who's half French, who's obsessed with Kanata, and who, if anyone looks at him the wrong way, she will kill them. So they say that Miu's his cousin, and blah. Very cute. It's sugary sweet. Art is typical shoujo art, very fluffy, bright eyes. The baby's incessantly cute. And, you know, Wanya, who actually is kind of cool because he changes shape and he does things. He's like a clown and a sitter and a pet all in one. He's just there as a plot device. You know, he's there to cause problems and fix them. Because if Ryu causes problems, he's supposed to try and make things better, but he makes things worse. And blah. So not... It's kind of cool, but it's just, you know, the baby's the deuce ex machina pulling these two characters together. And I... Well, I'll give you guys my rating of da-da-da, or UFO Baby, after this small promo. Hello? Yo, Daisuke. Hey, Sven, what's happening? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know, man. What's up with ATTO? I know, it's been a long time. Are you still up for the TV segment? Nah, oh, man, I was thinking we'd do a new podcast, just for anime. But what would we call it? I don't know, man. Oh, here's an idea. How about we call it Anna? What? Yeah, you know, Anime Online Podcast. A-N-O-N. Anna. Hi, everyone. This is Anna. Anime Online Podcast, where we bring you your news and reviews and anything else to do with anime. Check us out at anonpodcast.wordpress.com. That's anon, A-N-O-N, podcast.wordpress.com. Ah, uh, Anon. Pretty good podcast. Been listening to a couple episodes. Pretty trendy, pretty different. Thought it was really fun. You know, I'm enjoying it so far. Have to download more of it. So, pretty much. Da-da-da. Art is mediocre. Story is, it's been done. Two people pulled together by some deuce ex mahina. Uh, I hate to say it. Because of the sugary sweetness, I have to give it a your typical reading material at your local correctional facility. And yes, I know, it's a baby manga and I shouldn't be. I just... It's designed for girls, and I'm a guy. I mean, I, uh, someone said I'm effeminate, which I'm not, I mean. Well, I like cooking, but that's neither here nor there. Pretty much, I just could not, I fucking couldn't get into it. It's just, I tried reading it. It's cute, some of the things are nice, but it's just repetitive, and, you know, baby causes trouble. They're trying to keep it a secret. They fix the day. They use rice balls as a source material to fly a spaceship. Blah. Yeah, I can't, you know. If if you have a chance, if you're a girl, you'll love this. If you're a guy, just stay the fuck away from it. Supposedly the video game is awesome because you control the baby and cause havoc. That, that'd be cool, but 
Yeah, if you're a girl, you'll love it. If you're a guy, stay the hell away from it. Find something manly to read, like read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which gets a lot better or more strange as the series goes on. But, hmm, yeah. Sorry that was kind of a but like I said, I couldn't really get into the manga. Next week, hopefully, we'll have a much better and stronger and more powerful manga to review. Well, yes, of course, there's only one way to determine that. As you know, the one way that all of us have ever determined things on the Spark and Manga View. The one, the only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. For those who don't know, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune which is covered in skulls. Pretty much there are ten slots in it, and what I've done is, out of 600 titles, I've chosen ten at random. Now, I've assigned the ten to the Wheel of Manga, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the wheel. Whatever number it lands on, whatever manga that has been assigned to, that is what we reviewed for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So, without further ado, let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see what it lands on. Number nine. Now, for number nine, it is going to be... Fairy Tale. That's kind of cool. Heard about that manga. Looks like a ripoff of One Piece, but should be pretty cool. So, next episode, we are viewing Fairy Tale. As usual, this is the Spyrokin Manga Review. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, flames, whatnot, you can email us at spyrokin.gmail.com. You can bash me personally at zan.spyrokin.gmail.com. If you have an Xbox, you can check us out, or me out. You can play me in most games at Zan. Space Spyrokin. Now, Zan is X-A-N, not S-A-N. So, Zan, Space Spyrokin, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. Also, we have a Twitter account. Twitter is just Spyrokin. Check us out. Leave a comment. Add us. Follow us. You can hear me talk about my horrible day or me ranting about Black Lagoon and how Reppy's hot and how Roberta's scary as shit, even though she has a Kevlar umbrella. Anyway, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. And, you know... Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We got a bunch more coming out, especially in the next two weeks. So, hope you guys enjoy. And as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville.